Hi, and welcome back to One Day You'll Thank Me. My name is Anna, and I co-host this podcast with my mom, Dr. Tara Egan. This is just a quick announcement to let you know that today's episode is an encore episode, which means that we will be replaying an episode from a prior season. We occasionally take a week or two off from podcasting, but we have over a hundred fantastic episodes recorded, so stay tuned to listen to this favorite. Welcome to Season 5 of One Day You'll Thank Me, a podcast for smart parents. I'm Dr. Tara Egan. And I'm Anna. I'm a mom, a therapist, a parent coach, and an author. And I'm a daughter and a kick-ass high school student. Each week, we'll discuss a different parenting topic. And we'll interview some amazing guest experts. Our goal is to provide an interesting informational resource for busy parents. While also offering the perspective of a teen. Stay tuned, everyone. Crushed it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to One Day You'll Thank Me. I'm Anna. And I'm Dr. Tara Egan. And today, we're going to do an episode about vaping. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I would love to tell you out there, all our listeners, that we are experts in vaping. We do it extensively. Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of money on it. Constant. We have huge health problems that result. We're really ugly in real life. Like wrinkles everywhere. I should cough and show them how you're... (laughs) 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 that's the issue is we haven't done an episode on this because i've been reluctant to do an episode on something i really don't know that much about Mm -hmm. and luckily we have my wonderful office manager julie shout out to julie she did some research on this so we could get educated enough to give some education to our audience Mm -hmm. before we go on i want to also give another shout out christian who is our podcast editor I have not talked to him since we've been back from Greece, Mm -hmm. but he is either expecting a baby or has had a baby. Oh. I know. So hopefully everything has gone well and smoothly, Mm -hmm. but shout out to him because now he's a dad and a podcast editor and a husband. Wow. I know. And that's just the little bit I know about him. Yeah. So. And that's like nothing. I know. (laughs) He's got a British accent. Oh, sick. I mean, what else do you need to know? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Sold. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. Anyway, we have cool people on our team. And so they've helped us get some information about this topic. Yes. Before we get started, give a little update because we actually recorded a bunch of episodes and then we took some time off because we were going to Greece as a family. Mm Mm-hmm. Now Which was back. amazing. Yeah. Tell everybody about how much you liked being with me for two solid Oh, weeks. it was incredible. <clears throat> I mean, her big hat. Can we just start there? <laughs> she had this big advisor hat that like took up the whole city. And it was just, white. So it was yes. like blinding. Mm-hmm. But I would like to point out when we all got heat exhaustion, mm-hmm. I was the only one who didn't vomit. Mm, that is true. That so is I true. I feel like the sun visor contributed to me being healthier than the rest of you after we got overheated from doing a long walking tour. That is possible. I I, I see that. It's a medical necessity and fashionable. (laughs) It's not fashionable. (laughs) (laughs) I should put a picture on Instagram. Yeah, I have the best picture. No, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. But yes, it was incredible. We learned a lot. We got to see some amazing things, go to some nice beaches, have some relaxing time. We ate a lot of good food. Mm -hmm. 
we stayed in two different islands. Mm-hmm. And then we did Athens. Mm-hmm. And then we did a little bit of a tour in the mountains where we did Delphi and Mediora, which that was where we were the most sick. So we got us to see a lot of scenery, but we really didn't get to go on the tour because Dylan threw up. Dylan threw up in a monastery bathroom. Yeah. And it was kind of like, oh, I think this is time to go home. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was good. We all got along mm-hmm. and we got some great pictures. I got to see so many cats. Yes, they have a lot of stray cats there. Mm-hmm. And there are most of them, like almost all of them are really friendly. Oh, for sure. So Very Anna, hungry. Yeah. They're they're a little scrawny. So Anna pet like all of them. 40 cats. Yes. And if she had any food with her, like one night Pete had sausage that he had got and had a bunch left over. Yeah. And you just collected cats as they all wanted to eat some sausage Mm -hmm. i gave them fish i gave them pizza i gave them chicken gave them hamburger gave them all my food yeah but i still gained weight on the trip (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) could have been from the ice cream we were eating every night but and we ate crepes yes we did those were really good pastries Mm -hmm. so that's okay yeah no regrets right so worth it yeah so we had amazing Amazing time. Gone 15 days. And now we're back living real life. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so in the last couple months, I have made the decision, and I've been very verbal with my family about it, about wanting to expand my practice, my therapy practice, into a group practice. So I'm hiring therapists, getting office space, getting figuring out things like benefits and creating offer letters and employment agreements. And so it's super, super exciting time. And so even though I loved being in Greece and did a good job, like really disengaging from work the night before I went back to work, I was like, so excited that I was like having a hard time sleeping before you go back to school, the first Mm -hmm. day of school, that's how I felt. And so I'm like, feel so lucky to have a situation where I like go on vacation with my family. We have a great time. We all get along. We got to do so many things. But then also come home and be like equally excited about doing my real life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I can't wait to tell everybody we're not quite there yet about, you know, the new practice, how it can benefit, you know, people here in the Charlotte area, what types of things we're going to be focusing on. It's just a super exciting time. So stay tuned as I get more involved in that. Yes, definitely stay tuned. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about vaping. Yes. And so I feel like what I know about it comes from parents coming into my office and being like, I've busted my kid with vaping stuff, you know, found stuff in their room. I've had parents talk about being worried that their kid is addicted because now Mm. their kid went from, hey, this is a cool thing I'm going to do with my friends to now they're selling their stuff to pay for the vape cartridges. Mm hmm. And, you know, kids are tearful and upset because they're really experiencing what addiction is like. And so they're getting in trouble because they're doing it, but then they have addiction. So it kind of turns into something all they think about. Mm-hmm. So that's the side I see of it. But you, as a high school student, what's your experience with it? I, I mean, a lot of people do it. I mean, the amount of times I remember I was like testing for, 
I don't really remember what it was, but like there was a kid like put it in a sleeve and would lean over every 10 minutes and take a puff or whatever. I was like, dude, we're in a test. Like, mm-hmm. and you can't go without vaping. Like that's, that's gotta be rough. And then I just think about all the financial stuff that has to go into it and you know, how much money they're spending. And if they have a job and like all of their money goes into that instead of, you know, even gas money, like that's expensive and you have to do with, I don't know. It's just, I see a lot of like, I also like think about it more than I think they do. And I also try to like monitor if I ever see like people around me, I try to like see like, do they have an addiction or is this something that they're doing for fun? So that's kind of like a crazy thing to think about. When does how, it stop being fun? Right. And, and like and, how much has it escalated mm-hmm. within the last month or week or, you know, something like that, which is really crazy. Yeah. Well, I was thinking when we were on the plane to Greece, it was like a 10 hour flight mm-hmm. and I was just sitting there, you know, and they make it very clear in the directions. Like, obviously you can't smoke a cigarette, but you cannot vape. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought, how are these people doing it? I mean, I think that would... I think of my mom. My mom was a smoker for not her whole life. She would kind of go on and off with it. But I mean, I think my mom, if I had given her a free trip to somewhere amazing, wouldn't have gone just because of the plane. Really? Yeah. Because when you have an addiction like that, and if you're used to, I mean, obviously people go, you know, they sleep the whole night and they're not vaping. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of people like when you, and I think, I do think of smokers because of my mom you know, they get up and they have their cigarettes on the nightstand and they reach for it. And it's kind of the first thing they do when they get up. So I remember in Greece, a lot of people smoked. Yeah. I didn't see as much vaping in Greece. No, I saw it was more smoking. cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. I think that smoking is more of a European. mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's get down to it. So let's talk about some facts about vaping, like using an e-cigarette is vaping. And so e-cigarettes or vapes are electronic devices that heat a liquid, okay? And that liquid usually contains nicotine or flavorings or other chemicals, and it produces an aerosol or like a mix of small particles in the air. So that liquid that is heated is sometimes called e-juice, e-liquid, vape juice, vape liquid. And once that aerosol is created... When they're inhaling, they're inhaling that aerosol into their lungs. And so bystanders can also breathe in the aerosol when the user exhales it into the air. So it's not, I think a lot of people think of it as like, okay, we're not going to have the secondary smoke issue, Mm -hmm. but you do have people who are nearby potentially breathing in those aerosol particles. Right. Secondhand smoking. Yeah. Yeah. So... And also, too, is a lot of the juice or the liquid has marijuana in it. Mm-hmm. It almost always, and I'm going to read some of the statistics later, has nicotine in it. Yeah. But it can be used to deliver marijuana and other drugs. Well, there's like a pen, and that usually has weed in it. Yes. So some e-cigarettes look like regular cigarettes or cigars or pipes, and others look like USB flash drives or pens, or other everyday items. And then you can have larger devices that are like these tank systems or mods, and they do not look like other tobacco products. So, but yeah, they're called e-cigs, e-hookahs, mods, vape pens, vapes, tank systems, electronic nicotine delivery systems. And so 
they come in so many shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. And most have like a little battery, which is the heating element and a place to hold the liquid. And so teens look at these devices and they see them as trendy or a status symbol. And a lot of them think of vaping as something that's harmless and safer than smoking. Mm-hmm. Or they, if they are already somebody who smokes, they think of it as a step down. Like, okay, I'll, smoking is terrible, but I'll vape and that's somehow safer. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people use it as a step down. Or they, or they yeah, he's as an excuse. Yeah. So tell us about a Juul, because a Juul is a little It's a different. brand of e-cigarette. That's the ones that share shaped like a USB flash drive. And they're battery-powered devices that heat a nicotine-containing liquid to produce an aerosol that is inhaled. Okay. So it's the same idea. Yes. But it's a specific brand. I remember. It looks like the USB flash drive. Have you yes. seen those? I, well, I've remember, I just remember seeing, like, posters at the gas station, but I've definitely seen them in real life. But I remember, like, in middle school, that was what everyone was talking about was, like, jewels and all that stuff and people doing it in the back of buses and back of classrooms and all that stuff, which was crazy. But all jewel e-cigarettes have a high level of nicotine. And according to the manufacturers, a single jewel pod contains as much nicotine as a pack of 20 regular cigarettes. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. So many. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean... I can't imagine having one cartridge of Juul and being like, this is 20 cigarettes. Let me just use this right now. Yeah. Let me just take another puff. Yeah. And I know Juuls use nicotine salts and that allows levels, like really high levels of nicotine to be inhaled more easily. Mm. And it's also considered like less irritating. So that is going to make Juuls more appealing, especially if you have an addiction. So it seems like jewels are battery powered where like I think a lot of vapes that I've seen are like you have to charge them because I remember I was in one of my classes. But isn't it charging a battery? Oh, maybe. Yeah, but it's kind of like you need like it's not an iPhone charger that you plug in the bottom. It's like an Android one because I remember this kid in my class who had an iPhone. He was like, does anyone have an Android charger? And everyone immediately knew that he went to charge vape because it was dead. Yeah. Okay. Well, jewels are really used like in a widespread way by students. And mm-hmm. they're, like you said, using them in classrooms, bathrooms, school buses. Because they're pretty small, so they're easy to sneak in. Mm-hmm. So according to the research that Julie did is about two-thirds of Juul users aged 15 to 24 do not know that Juul always contains nicotines. Really? Yeah, they just don't know. And it's currently the top selling, that that Juul brand is currently the top selling e-cigarette brand in the U.S. And then there are other companies that sell e-cigarettes that look like the USB flash drives. So like the Mark 10 Elite or the PAX Era. PAX Era is more of a marijuana delivery device and it looks a lot like a Juul. So Mm -hmm. even if you find your kid's thing and you're like, okay, we're dealing with nicotine, know that there's some out there that have marijuana in it. Yeah. So that's, you know, just kind of a different ball game that parents want to factor in. There are some information resources and we can put it in the show notes, like the CDC's infographic that talks about, it has additional information about USB shaped e-cigarettes. And then 
there is a lot of information online about, okay, what happens? What happens if you find your kid with an e-cigarette and you feel like there could be an addiction playing a role? Like you're going to need help. You know, that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily something that your kid can tackle on their own. And, you know, it's going to be really important that parents deal with it in a really informed way. For sure. So let's talk about nicotine a little bit. Because mm-hmm. that's the active drug in regular cigarettes and cigars and tobacco t- products. And vapes have nicotine. Generally, they do. Yeah. Like 99% of the e-cigarettes sold in the United States when a, a, the CDC did a study and they, you know, of the places they assessed, 99% of e-cigarettes sold in the United States contained nicotine. Insane. Yeah. So the likelihood... If your kids are like, no, it doesn't have any nicotine in it. The likelihood of that is literally 1%. So, yeah. And it might not be that your kid's trying to lie to you. It might just be they didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, because some vape product labels do not disclose that they contain nicotine. So, and some of them will be marked as containing 0% nicotine and they've been found to contain nicotine. Because that's the key to having the product continue to be used is to create dependency. I mean, that's the addiction so that they keep them buying it. mm -hmm. I mean, that's literally the goal. And so even though you have a kid who, let's say, is 14, 15, 16 years old and you think, you know, they're generally pretty well developed, it still can harm their brain. Oh, for sure. Because we've talked about this before. The teenage brain develops until the mid-20s, around age 25, your kid's brain is actively growing and changing. And so if your kid's using nicotine, you can harm the parts of the brain that control attention, learning, mood, impulse control, memory. And so, you know, typically as our brain is growing and we learn new information, there's these things called synapses, which is like Mm -hmm. connecting Um, mm -hmm. connect, making all the connections within your brain. So every time you learn something new, there's more growth that is, you know, mirrored in your brain. And so in young people, they build synapses generally faster than an older person. So this is like a huge growing time for kids. And if, if they're using nicotine, we know that the way these synapses are formed can change. Mm -hmm. And so It's really, it's not just like, oh gosh, what a poor choice. I mean, Mm -hmm. it really is something that can have lasting effects, even if they stop using vapes at some point. So, and then we know using nicotine, I mean, there's kind of, I think, a little bit of controversy around whether or not that's a drug that contributes to kids using more harmful drugs or having future addiction later. Yeah, I usually the people, not all people, but people who do nicotine usually do weed. Mm-hmm. And then I, I mean, I would think if they had the resources or the ability to try something else, they probably would take it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I was talking to a teenager probably last week and he was talking about, He's got a couple different friend groups and some one friend group is really pretty active into vaping and the other friend group is not. They're really focused on athletics. And he was saying that there's a couple members of the he called it the smoking group who I have, as he said, they do crazy stuff sometimes. They don't even know what it is mm-hmm. they're they're using. So he was kind of conveying like he has this friend group that a lot of them just kind of keep it contained to the weed and the nicotine. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple that are definitely more 
Adventurous. Yeah, adventurous. Well, also, what's also alarming is I've been places and they're just like passing around a vape. So like everyone's mouth is on it. You're just being passed a vape that you don't know whose it's from. You don't know what's in it. And they're just taking a hit. Not not to mention the whole COVID situation. Right. And it's just like, it's insane. Like they're just like passing around. I've seen like this one little like, you know, blue device and it's just being passed like i've seen it in everyone's hand you should take it and then just go like this they would still because they want the nicotine they're addicted that's not gonna do anything (laughs) you don't think if you just like licked it all and acted like you're handing around candy they'd be like oh man (laughs) they probably would but then they'd be like they take their shirt and just yeah (laughs) you'd just be the weird girl who doesn't know how to yeah exactly (laughs) well let's let's Continue our talk about like how does nicotine addiction affect the mental health of 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 youth? Mm-hmm. Because if you're dependent on or you're addicted to nicotine and you stop using it, and you're expecting your body and your brain not to have access to nicotine, you can have you know symptoms With of nicotine. Right, mm-hmm. I know. Thank you. You don't have any withdrawals that I need to know about, do you? Not just from cookies. I mean, <laughs> could use a cookie right now. I had withdrawal from ice when we were in. Oh, yes. Greece. Cold water. Oh, God. That was. There's no ice. Mm-hmm. Everything's warm. It's a million degrees. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah. A little bit different than nicotine withdrawal. Mm, maybe. So, okay. So let's talk about what are nicotine withdrawal symptoms? So this can include irritability, restlessness, feeling anxious or depressed, you have trouble sleeping, problems concentrating, and you crave nicotine. And people using these products use nicotine, obviously, to relieve these symptoms. So yeah, it keeps them going, keeps them motivated to keep using it. Mm -hmm. I know that some of the parents who I've spoken to have been alerted to They've started to get suspicious when they've like done something like a really long car ride or like a plane ride and their kid's irritability seemed over the top. Oh. So they just acted really different or they talked about, you know, feeling nauseous or, you know, that just the whole like vibe that is given off when someone's really, really craving something like jonesing for something. Mm -hmm. That's the word that a parent used recently. And so, and then when you talk to kids and they, and you talk to them about vaping, a lot of times they're like, especially if there's marijuana in it, they'll say, well, it helps me relax. Mm -hmm. That's what I hear a lot. They're like, I just had to take a hit before I went to sleep because I sleep 10 times better with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it might help them sleep. It doesn't mean it's helping their other health problems. Well, it depends. If you have nicotine, nicotine's a stimulant. If you're Mm -hmm. using marijuana, most kids or adults too report that it makes them feel less anxious, more relaxed, Mm -hmm. more chill. So it's a very compelling consequence when you're using vaping materials with marijuana. Mm -hmm. So it can be really, kids can get dependent on that aspect of it too, is, is feeling that relaxed feeling. So most of the time when kids report like why they did the initial, use the initial vape, they say a friend, a friend was using them. They asked me to use it or they offered it to me. The most common reason that youth give for continuing to use e-cigarettes is I'm feeling anxious, stressed, or depressed. Oh, yeah, I see that. So that's why oftentimes therapy is part of the treatment process because you're actually 
you know, helping to give those kids tools to manage their stress or anxiety or, you know, depression. So, you know, we know that there can be a relationship between these mental health problems, whether it's those problems were there and kids started using vaping as a way to, to deal with it, or they started vaping and, you know, now they're experiencing those symptoms, especially when they try to withdraw and they're trying right. to keep it, keep them managed. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of information we still don't know mm-hmm. about vaping. I mean, it's definitely something that is getting increased attention from For researchers. Sure. So I think there's just, we're just like on the tip of the iceberg when it comes to determining how these impact p- people, kids, yeah. families, e-cigarettes. They're the ones that smell better than smoke. You yeah. Know, they smell fruity or cotton candy. Mm-hmm. Or It's funny. Me and my friend, I remember we were walking down a hallway in school and it got increasingly fruity or increasingly like cotton candy. We're like, oh, yep, somebody's vaping. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is it's an aerosol. So it does go out into the room where everybody can breathe it in, breathe it in. And it's one thing to be eating cotton candy and there's another thing to be inhaling it. Right. So it's a lot more dangerous. So on occasion, a defective battery has caused like fires or explosions. Mm -hmm. The amount of time I've heard like, oh, this tastes burnt or whatever, or like something like that. They're like, it's worn out or it's dead or something like it tastes burnt or what I don't really yeah. know. There's been some serious injuries that have yeah. evolved when I was doing some research. Approximately 50% of calls to poison control centers for e-cigarettes mm-hmm. are for kids five years of age or younger. So we're t- they're talking about these they're little kids who are getting, getting access to it and the parent is concerned they've been poisoned. Oh, geez. So we're not talking, a five-year-old is not interested in vaping with their friends. Right. But it's something that they've gotten access to. Maybe they've seen someone in their house Their older it, brother or sister has or it. Or a parent. Like, you forget, a lot of parents do it, too. Yeah, that's true. And that can be a really strong indicator of whether or not kids will do it. Mm-hmm. So for some families, like mom and dad vape, and they let their 12 or 13 or 14-year-old vape, it's because they think of it as being safer. Mm-hmm. And it smells like cotton candy. So, and they don't have, you know, they're buying, maybe they're buying them cartridges that are 0% nicotine, but we know that those, that's not actually nicotine free. Yeah, not all. Yeah. So most youth who use e-cigarettes first start with a flavored variety and the flavors are the primary reason why youth report using e-cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy that they even exist. Yes. So they have like the common, most commonly used flavors are fruit, candy, desserts, other sweets, mint, or menthol. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kids who use e-cigarettes will also smoke cigarettes. What also like is, has been surprising to me is the amount of vapes I've seen. They make them all like colorful and inviting and, you know, like, choose me, choose me. It almost reminds me of the, what am I trying to say? Like, what you put on your cell phone, your your screen protector, how everybody has a different one and it kind of expresses what oh, you... Oh, phone case? Yeah, phone case. So everybody has a different one and expresses kind of what you're into or the colors mm-hmm. you enjoy and stuff like that. And I feel like vaping, they're creating more like designs and stuff. Yeah. The amount of times I've seen like little pink ones so that they're writing to girls mm-hmm. or, you know, more big manly ones so that they look more manly when they mm-hmm. smoke. Yeah, because, you know, you want to look cool. Yeah. I mean, why vape if you don't look cool? I know, seriously. 
Yeah, this is making me sad. I know. So about in 2016, which keep in mind, it's like a long time ago. So about one third of U.S. middle and high school students who've who've ever used an e-cigarette reported also having marijuana in the device. And that was years ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure a more updated study would reflect a higher percentage. For sure. Yeah. I want to talk about if e-cigarettes are why they're not safer than just regular cigarettes. Because I feel like that's what I'm always told. They're like, well, at least I'm not smoking a cigarette. Like, that's actually bad for your lungs. Like, Well, an aerosol, when you're inhaling an aerosol, that's terrible for your lungs. Right. And so I think that we hear things with cigarettes. Like, when you think of the things you're told in elementary school or middle school about, like, it makes your teeth yellow. It makes your Mm -hmm. lungs black. It smells. It makes you smell dirty and all this stuff. And then they counteract it with, well, this has, you know. Uh, this is a cartridge that has 0% nicotine and doesn't make your teeth yellow and your clothes don't smell terrible. In fact, you can smell like bubble gum. Right. And so, and then we, we, it's a device you can use you know, oftentimes, you know, indoors. And so there is a lot of perspective when you factor in those things that it's safer, mm-hmm. but there doesn't seem to be, I mean, I think it's increasing, but there doesn't seem seem to be the same amount of regulation as far as noting with, the, you know, like in all cigarette labels. And I remember like when I was a kid, this happening, you know, they stopped showing cigarette ads on TV. If they show in a cigarette ad in a magazine and needs to have the warning on it that pregnant women should not be using them. Mm-hmm. On the, I believe it's either on the carton or the pack of cigarettes. They have to have the warning that it can be dangerous and pregnant women shouldn't use them. And I'm just, I don't go into stores and buy jewels or vapes. So I just don't know if they're giving what kind of education right. these companies are responsible to give because there is some, you know, you hear about there being, you know, some discussion and controversy around the flavors and the design packaging and, and, you know, just the excess general accessibility, but I don't feel like we're far enough through you know, to have long-term studies of the impact on like, okay, well, if a kid started vaping when they were 12, we don't have a 40-year-old who can say what the impact is on them. Right. And because it often leads to kids just plain, using plain old cigarettes, mm-hmm. it could be hard to sort out what's the impact of vaping versus what's the impact of adding in the cigarettes. Yeah. It's pretty complicated. Very. So like... You got your kid, you bust them, you find out that they're using e-cigarettes. And this is where you want to be like, yeah, Tara, tell us, tell us what to do. What is, what's the plan? And so much of the support or the conversation around how and how to help your kids avoid using vapes or tackling it when you see that your kid is starting to experiment with it is making sure they're informed. I mean, I know that for me, when I knew all the stuff about smoking, even though I had a mom who smoked, it definitely made me recognize that this is not something I wanted to do. I also saw what a slave my mom was to cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I know, that didn't interest me. Yeah. But it's really important that your kids have accurate information. I do encourage you to have them listen to this episode with you. There's a lot of online resources, something that's like a resource you can go to for free help is you can visit smokefree.gov or you can call 1-800-QUIT-NOW and get some access to, you know, information from experts whose entire goal is to help kids and adults get free of 
vaping and smoking. You know, make sure that you're setting a good example for them. If every time you're with friends, even if you don't vape consistently at home, they're seeing you, you know, hey, we went to the beach and everybody's vaping and all of that. And they're seeing the association of when you have fun with your friends or when you party, this is what you do. Then they are more likely to just have access to the materials because you're going to have them there and they're going to know how you get them. And they're going to think of it as like being a normal behavior. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you need help, I really encourage you to set up an appointment for, you know, with their their pediatrician or healthcare provider, their doctor, make sure that that doctor can inform your kid about the healthcare risks, assess your child to see if they're experiencing any healthcare risks. And then I also think that it could be helpful to connect your child with an addiction specialist. And so these are people who are trained to deal with people who are struggling with addiction. So having the medical side and having the mental health support and use that in tandem is probably going to be the most effective way. And then you're providing your kids with the support they need. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're just in trouble, but it might be like, this is a kid who's going to have the irritability who has, is going to feel withdrawal. And so for you to recognize like, this is where we're at with this. So whether you help with reassuring words and distraction and helping them follow the plan of the counselor, you know, having them spend less time with the individuals who are are using these materials. I mean, if your kid's like, I really do want to stop vaping, and then they're going and hanging out all afternoon with five kids who vape, right? Like, that's not going to go well. No. So they're going to need your support. And if, you, if you're saying, hey, I want you to spend less time or no time with this friend group, like, well, what are they going to do instead? Right. Can they take a, Can they take an art class? Are you going to, you know, play tennis with them on the weekend? Are you going to, you know, take them down to the pool with a friend who isn't you know, going to attempt to vape? Like, what can you do to support them to fill in their time? Right. Because they used to be spending that their time with a b- bunch of kids who sat around vaping. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What do you it's, think, Anna? It's a big, it really impacts your life. Really changes a lot, especially when you're so young. I feel like you're really protective of your friends who vape and that you don't want to tell me their names. Yes. But do you, have you ever had a temptation to no, just try it i'm absolutely i've had no t- i don't really they know you're a big nerd yeah and they know they don't like the amount of times that like well people have asked me they're like oh do you have a vape on you and i'll be like yeah dude and they're like really and i'm like no <laughs> I'm like do you know who i am like <laughs> so even if you didn't have a mother who made you sit through podcast episodes talking about vaping do you think you- i'm not real i don't really i have a much more likely to drink than to vape Really? Just cause I, I don't think I will drink because I always have to think everything through. <laughs> when you were in Greece, you tried a little bit of Yeah, but that was because you were with me and yeah. I felt and safe we in, and I had safe. your permission. And it was legal, yes. And, you know, we we're on vacation. And, but I like if I were to take a sip, I think, okay, well, how am I going to get home? Because I obviously can't drive if I'm drinking. And if there's other people drinking, like I'd rather make sure, sure that they get home safe than risk my, my safety and make somebody else drive me home. But then it's like, okay, well, if somebody else drives me home, I'm not going to have my car tomorrow and I have to go to work tomorrow and I need my car. And then, like, my I mom's going to know that. Right. And my, my mom's, car. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although, so, like, you know, the, you know, you know, the rule, if you ever mm-hmm. feel like you're, you can't drive safely, you call me. Yes. And you're not in trouble, mm-hmm. but we will talk about it. Of course. So. Which is understandable. Yeah. All right. 
I feel like I've learned a lot about vaping. I have too. I'm sure there's a ton more information and maybe we'll at some point do a part two. Mm -hmm. This episode, when I was originally, you know, starting to plan it out, I was originally going to talk about middle school and I was going to talk about like things to know about middle school because a lot of kids, you know, a lot of parents are sending their kids off to middle school and that can be a really intimidating, you know, change. And then as Julie and I looked into it further, she's like, I think you need to do a whole episode about vaping yeah, and not just look at vaping as one thing to mention, you know, when it comes to middle school. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. We're going to do another episode about middle school and a banana. Man, middle school is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Think that over. We're going to do some talking <laughs> about it soon. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate all of you listening. We are in season five. It's been a little bit disjointed because of the trip to Greece and opening up the new practice, but we have got some fantastic guests lined up. I have been getting braver about emailing people who might not typically do a podcast interview with me. Mm -hmm. And I've had some really nice responses. Where almost everybody, I am waiting. I'm going to just do do a shout out for Joe Cunningham. He is running for office in South Carolina. And I really want him to be on the podcast and talk about his policies related to education and the fact that Roe versus Wade was overturned. But he hasn't responded to my email. So if any of our audiences knows Joe Cunningham, let him know what a nice person I am. Yeah, we're great. I'm only interested... And hearing his perspective and spreading the word to people, teens who are approaching voting age like you. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited when we can vote together. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I know. That's like the only thing you can do at 18. Get a tattoo and vote. Yeah. And both of which you've talked about recently. Yeah, I have. I think the universe is telling me to get a tattoo. But only if it matches with me? I mean, if that's what it takes. You would get a matching tattoo? Yeah. All right. I'll think about it. (laughs) I will think about it. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tune in for new episodes every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I love you, Mom. I love you, too, sweetie. 